Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by David Baker. We've got a real treat this morning. Last week, of course, uh, Joanne brought that great word. And uh, this week, we've got her husband, Dave Baker, who's coming to bring a word. Now, last time Dave spoke, it was one of those words that stuck with us. He, uh, he brought, I think it was the very first word of the year, and it was a prophetic word and uh, about sheep, if you remember. And I know it was very, very popular. Do come on, Dave. Um, thank you, Jesus. Actually, hallelujah. Thank you. Um, praise God. So, Dave, yes. it's good to have you. Thank you. Um, we often, I mean, you were doing words again this morning, weren't you? So you're, yeah. you're fresh from doing the words on your screen. Uh, but it's, so it's good to have you sort of work, walk, work the full circle round to get up the front here. And I can actually see you without your mask, which is also quite nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, we were talking just before. We were going through some of the, you know, moving things around and masks and things. And um, one of the things I said to you, well, what, what, is there anything you think we should particularly talk about when, we can't, when you come up? And uh, you said, well, I think we should talk about COVID-19. Uh, it's not that it's unspoken, but it is something that's there in front of us all the time. And we're being blasted with things from conspiracy theorists to there is no such thing to yeah. don't do anything because it's so dangerous you need to hide indoors the whole time. The whole extreme is there. Uh, how have you and Joanne maybe at home, how have you sort of managed to keep Jesus as your focus rather than COVID-19? Um, I think it's, it's a bit like when we read the Bible, it says we have an enemy and you can just you can focus on the enemy, or you can focus on God, but you have to acknowledge that there is an enemy, and that enemy is powerful. So it's recognizing and acknowledging what we see in our daily lives, but focusing on God, because this enemy is having a field day in our world. Mm. In my day-to-day life, I've seen tragedy. I've seen people ignoring it. I've seen people laughing about it. And yet other people are dying from it. Mm. And it's, some days it's great because I feel close to God. And other days I feel down. And, I, and the other day at work I just felt like crying because of just the things that are going on. The staff are so stressed mm. and... It's just a matter of focus, I think. Yeah, Recognising there is bad things happening, but acknowledging that God is above it all. Yes, yes, that's good. I think for me, it's recognising as well, for me personally and for the people I work with and the people of our church and the people we're in touch with in the town, it's, it's important that we recognise this is... This is really having effect on, on people's minds, on our mental mm. health, because it's, it's whether we're braving it out or not, uh, it's that stress, that anxiety, that level of fear that's being pumped at us all the time, and to some extent rightly, because we don't want people getting together in huge mm. gatherings, 
it, it takes an effect on your mind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have you found any particular ways to deal with that stress? Because we're all suffering it. It's affecting us all compared to normal. Um, I think personally it's chatting with people and it's friendship. It's connection, which is what I'm going to talk about. Nah, it's a good lead-in then. So it is connection. It is, it is going above that tragedy and that fear and just connecting with people and loving people and being yourself with people and being honest with how you feel. With, it, with other people. That's good, that's good. Well, I look forward to hearing from that then because, I mean, connection in lockdown and even when we were in partial lockdown and who knows what's happening in December, really. Connection is a real challenge, but you're right. It's also part of our health is, mm. is being connected with people. Uh, and it's really hard at these times. I don't know about you, but Zoom's a great gift but I don't feel as connected through Zoom as I feel just talking to you right now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it sounds like it's going to be a great talk. I'll leave you with Dave on connection. Thank, Thank you, you, Dave. Thank you. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about connection and about our life. I'm going to start with a Bible verse, which is John 10, 10. And it says that Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So my question to you, to you, to you, to everyone watching is, do you have life? Do you have life in abundance? I'm talking spiritual life, obviously, but physical life as well in that how do we live our lives? So what is the meaning of life? When we talk about life, what is it to have life? Is it just to wake up every day, to have our breakfast, to go to work, to go to bed, and then do it all again the next day, and the next day, and the next day? And that's what it feels like sometimes, especially if you're shielding Every day is the same. Is there a meaning to life? Is the meaning to life, the universe and everything, is it 42? Have we missed something? Is it really 42? Well, if you look at the question, the question was, in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, what are six nines? Now, the question doesn't even match the answer. So how can it be the correct answer? Is life to dig your garden up and make an allotment and go back to to nature, like in the good life? If we remember the good life, they left their high-powered jobs and just became farmers in their back garden and in their front garden and if you remember in the good life in the introduction there was a picture of bees and flowers and we'll go back to that later so are are you actually alive when you go on the internet 
Have you ever been asked if you've been alive or not? You go on the internet and sometimes this thing pops up and it says, are you a robot? Why should I have to prove to a machine that I'm alive? Should I have to prove to the machine that I'm alive before it lets me do that? what I want to do? But if you can't even prove to a machine that you're alive, how can you prove to others that you're alive? How can you prove to yourself that you're alive? Do you know that you have eternal life? And do you know that you have abundant life with God? And if so, how do you show it to others? So my question to you is this. Are you alive? Prove it. So what is life? Is it the part between birth and death? Just a bit in between? Or is it more than that? There are three Greek words in the Bible that mean life. There is the word suke, which is the word that is used in psychology, and that is the soul life. There is bios, which is a word used in biology, and that's the physical life. And there is the zoe, or zoe word, which is spiritual life, whole life, eternal life, the fullness of life, real and genuine, active, abundant, vigorous, devoted to God, blessed, everlasting life. So that is the life we're talking about today. And when we think of the body of Christ, we think of it as a living entity. We are its legs, its arms, its head, and we have life if we're in the body of Christ. The second verse I'm going to read is 1 John 2, verses 3 to 7. Here is how we can be sure that we've truly come to know God. If we keep his commandments, if someone claims, I have come to know God by experience, yet doesn't keep God's commandments, he is a phony. And the truth finds no place in him. But the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's word. We can truly be sure that we have come to life in intimacy with God, not by saying that I am intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. So how do you know that you're alive? How do you prove to others that you are alive? Well, if you look at any science fiction or science program and they find something and they try and prove whether it's alive or not, they look at whether it moves, whether it eats, whether it grows. Does that prove that you're alive? Well, acid eats. Fire breathes in oxygen. Crystals can grow. Ice moves. Does that prove we're alive? Are these things alive? Not really. So in biology, there are seven 
signs that something is alive. And we're going to look at those seven signs and apply them to ourselves. So I'm going to read their official names and then we're going to go into each one. So the seven signs of being alive are movement, respiration, sensitivity, growth, reproduction, excretion and nutrition. So do we do these things? I hope we do. So first of all, do you breathe? Do you breathe? And if you do breathe, what are you breathing in? And what are you breathing out? Are you living in a toxic environment and you're breathing in toxic fumes? We're talking spiritually, obviously. Are you surrounded by and breathing that in? Or are you surrounded by a fragrant environment and breathing that in? Are you breathing toxically out or are you breathing fragrantly out? Whatever you breathe in affects the power of the blood within you. It can weaken it. So are we being breathing in God's fragrance or are we breathing in a toxic environment that we may be surrounded by or affected by? We look at the world now and... We're living in a scary environment, but are we breathing that in? Are we allowing that to become part of us? Are we breathing out toxically? Are we speaking negatively a lot? Or are we trying to speak fragrantly? Do we have the breath of God in us? Number two, do we eat? Do you eat food? Do you feed on the word? Is it good? What are you feeding on? Alex mentioned earlier about what we can buy on the internet and that helps us to become entertained during our lockdown. But what are we feeding on in this lockdown? Is it good? Is it healthy? Is it of good quality? Are you drinking in the living water? Are you eating the bread of life? Or are you eating stodge? Are you eating the basics? Are you eating a varied diet? Or are you eating the same thing every day? Are you willing to taste new things? Do you just stick to the same Bible verses to encourage you or do you look in different areas? to hear God speak to you in new ways, in different ways. So what are you eating? Are you moving? That's number three. Are you moved by God? Do you just stand still? Or are you moving? Are you directed by God? Are you moving forward? Are you allowing yourself to be changed into a different direction when God prompts you or do you just stay safe? Do you run the race set before you or do you sit and wait for things to come to you? Are you a spiritual couch potato 
Are you moving with God? Are you growing with God? Are you growing in a healthy way? Are your roots deep? Are you staying the same size? If you look at your life, are you stronger now than you were a month ago? Or are you weaker now than you were a year ago? Are you spiritually stronger than you were five years ago? Are you increasing in size? Or are you content to stay the same size? Are you developing in faith? Are you developing in love? Are you developing in understanding? Are you developing in your relationships and your connection with people? The next one is reproduction. Are you reproducing? As a church, are we multiplying? As individuals, are we producing new Christians? Are we at least willing to try to talk to people about God? Are we getting involved in the harvest? Are we willing to go to other places to teach people the gospel? Number six is excretion, which is what I know a lot about from work. If you didn't know, I work in the endoscopy department, so I hear a lot of stories to do with excretion. Um, Our life excretes. Do we excrete? Are we letting go of the stuff in our lives that need letting go of? Are we wanting to hold on to things that we need to let go of? If we like a good meal, do we want to keep it inside us as long as possible? Or do we want to um, excrete it in a natural way? If we keep things inside us, eventually they'll poison us. Do we allow things to stay within us instead of getting rid of them? Do we want to hold on to bitterness, revenge, unforgiveness? Or will we be allowing God to prune us during lockdown, to allow us to let go of stuff that we had before lockdown? Number seven is sensitivity. And that is when a life form reacts to its environment. Sensing light, sensing food, sensing sounds. Are we interacting? Are we responding to God? Do our ears hear? Do they hear God? Do they listen to God? Do they hear positive things or only negative things? Do we only hear through a filter of our own anger, our own resentment, our own point of view? Or do we hear the truth? The ears are also controlled um, our balance. They control our balance. Are we balanced as Christians? Do we see God with our eyes? 
Do we see his goodness, his beauty? Do we see the, the way that God is working in this land? God's hand in things. Do we see prophetically? Do we have vision? Do we see God's full picture and God's full plans for this world? Do we smell? Do we smell God's fragrance? Are we sensitive to God's, sen to God's sense? Do we smell danger before it comes? Do we have discernment? Are we smelling the fragrance of God or being distracted? Do we feel? Do we have feelings? Are we too much in touch with our feelings that we're so touchy that we, we're not approachable? Do we feel God when he moves? Or do we feel pain? Do we feel numb to it? Do we use our mouth in the correct way? Do we speak God's words? Do we taste his goodness? Do we discern sweet from sour? Do we use our mouth to bless or curse or praise God? The mouth is powerful and everyone knows that the true source of pain is neither the hand that strikes you nor the heart that condemns, con commands it to strike, but it is the mouth that is the source of pain. All things need to have life, but what do you do with that life? Will you use it to connect with people, to have relationship with people? And during this time, the two things that COVID has affected is our way of life and our connection with life, with each other. We wear masks, we wear goggles, we wear gloves and people cannot connect with us because they cannot see what we're saying, they don't have eye contact, we can't touch them, we can't go near them and that stops connection. Even now I'm talking to you but I'm a 3D person connecting to you by a two-dimensional image. And that image is not me, it's just an image of me. And without body language, without all these things, connection is not complete. And we, that is why we feel disconnected. Even when we're seeing people on Zoom, it's not the same. It's the best we can do, but it's not the same. And all things need to be connected with each other. In Psalm 133, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion 
For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So we need to dwell with each other in unity and that is where the blessing is. We need to be connected. We need support. We need encouragement. We need hugs, even though we can't get hugs. We need love. The thing about humanity that truly sets us apart is the cruelty of our own minds directed towards ourselves. The cruelty of our own minds directed towards ourselves. We are our own worst enemy. We fill ourselves with doubt, with fear, with lack of worth. How do we get that positiveness in our lives? Well, we need each other. And the thing is, you can't get away from people. They're everywhere. We can't survive alone. We cannot be a one-man band. We cannot be an island. We cannot be on our own, independent. As a Christian, you cannot live an independent life. We need connection. And it's the same in the natural world. Every animal has connection to some other animal. You think, do you know any animal in the world that has never had connection with any other animal? It's impossible. So we're going to look at relationships in nature and apply them to us. In nature, any relationship from one animal to another is called symbiosis. And that means to live with. Now, most people think of symbiosis as one type of symbiosis, but there are actually five types. And we're going to go through those five types and see if there's things that we need to change as a church, as an individual, as a community, because it's quite eye-opening when you look at it. So the first type of symbiosis is called mutualism, and that is the thing that most people think of as symbiosis and that is a mutually beneficial relationship the second one is called commensalism and that is a one-sided relationship the third one is parasitism and that is when one species lives off or within another the fourth one is competition and that is when Organisms compete with each other for food. And the fifth one is predation, where one creature eats another creature. So as you can see, relationships are involved in all of these, but just because you're in relationship doesn't mean it's necessarily a good relationship. So number one, predation. An example of that is a lion and a zebra. So do you have a relationship with others that is same as predation? Do you suffer fools gladly? Or do you not suffer fools gladly even? Are you known to be a bit prickly? Are you known to chew people up and spit them out? Are you somebody that is approachable or 
you would not really want to go near that person because they'll just just pull me apart, really. They'll eat, they'll eat me up whole and spit me out. Is there room in your life to forgive somebody? Is there room in your life for grace? I've met so many Christians that said, I don't do grace. I don't do forgiveness. And you think, well, how can you say you're a Christian and not do that? Are you ruthless in your relationships? So your relationship, is it one of predation? The second example is competition. And an example of that is a wolf and a bear. Are you competing with others for the best position? Are you always like, look at me, look at me, I'm amazing, I'm the best Christian, give me the job. Are you jostling for position? Are you jostling for a job, for territory, for food, even for partners? How many times have you heard people say, well, I married my best friend's girlfriend or boyfriend? The, the person they're going out and they end up marrying their future spouse's best friend because that person is jostling for position. I hope that we don't do that as Christians. Number three, parasitism. Examples of that are tapeworms, mistletoe, and the COVID virus, obviously. These are creatures that live in or upon other people. They drain you. Do you ever go in a room and somebody walks in and they just pull the life out of the room with their negativity? Are you a drain on somebody? Do you suck the life out of everybody around you? Can you survive without them? Do you depend upon them to get your own self-esteem by putting other people down? Is being right and getting your own way more important than connection? Number four is commensalism. And that is when one creature benefits, but the other one doesn't benefit or lose anything either. So an example of that is a barnacle on a whale. So the barnacle gets pulled around in the sea and, and gets to eat all the different things it goes by, but it doesn't do any damage to the whale. Are you getting from others but not giving back? Do you send people texts and never get replies? Are you waiting for a reply and it's always you doing the running? Are you dependent on others for spiritual food? Are you giving back? Are you giving but never getting anything in return from your relationships? Are you liking people being dependent upon you because it gives you meaning and it makes you feel needed? These are quite heavy questions, I know. Number five is mutualism, and that is symbiosis, as most people would know it. An example of that would be a hippo with a bird on, on its back. So the hippo is giving the bird protection, and it's getting all the insects picked off it by the bird. And the bird 
is getting protected by the hippo and it's getting food to eat. So they're both giving each other something and they're both getting something back. Do we need a good spring clean every so often to remove the pests and the bugs in our lives? The perfect example of this type, mutually beneficial symbiosis, are the bees and the flowers, which goes back to the good life, which I mentioned earlier. The bees get the pollen and the birds get the pollination by the bees spreading the pollen around. Are we in that balanced relationship with the people around us? Are we living the good life? Are you alive? If you are, then prove it. Are you in connection with people around you? If you are, is it a good connection? Is it a proper, balanced, mutually beneficial connection? Or is there disconnection? Are there problems and disagreements and disharmony? No one is perfect and we all have our good days and our bad days. But are we just ignoring things around us, not sorting them out? Are we ignoring our problems and our disconnection with people? Are we hoping that they'll go away and hopefully be forgotten about? Or hoping that time will just let it drift? Are we even bothered either way? Well, you need to sort it out. We need to sort it out. I need to sort it out. We need to make sure that when we are saying we're in connection, we're meaning it. If you say that you care for me, you need to show me. Sometimes I need you to show me, otherwise I won't know. You need to defend me. You need to fight for me. You need to prove that you care for me. Don't just say it with words. Some people love texts and it means so much. Other people, depending on how they communicate, they need verbal words to say how much people care for them. So if you care, prove it in whatever way you can. Are you living the good life with God and with others? Are you alive? Prove it. Because in the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years that counts. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.